Hey everyone, welcome back to another season of Data Driven Health Radio. I'm your host, Dave Korsunsky. On this show, we dive deep into how you can use data to measure, manage, and optimize your health with the latest science and technology. This show is brought to you by Heads Up, which is our web and mobile app designed for individuals and healthcare professionals who need a precise way to measure and manage health data. Check us out at headsuphealth.com. If you've got comments, questions, or feedback on this show, shoot us an email, support at headsuphealth.com. We'd love to hear from you. And with that said, let's get into our next exciting episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Data Driven Health Radio. I'm your host, Dave Korsunsky. And today we have a badass on the show, Dr. Beth McDougall. So we're excited to dive into all the amazing work that she is doing in the world with her personal practice and also Jizen Labs, which I am so excited to talk about. It's my favorite place in the world. So Dr. Beth, welcome to the show and thank you. Thank you so much, Dave. This is a great, great show to be on. So tell us about your practice, Dr. Beth. First of all, your your personal practice, and then we'll we'll branch off from there into all the other exciting work that you guys are doing. Well, I've been practicing for 25 years in the Bay Area and started right out of the gate in integrative medicine because I knew I was going to do that before I went to medical school. And I was really heavily involved in incorporating what was then called in 1998 and before what was then called complementary alternative medicine into health science curricula. So I was involved at the University of Minnesota creating a department developing didactic and clinical electives for the medical school and other health science schools. And, you know, so I had a pretty big grounding in this area before I kind of even started off in practice and then started off in San Francisco right out of residency in the oldest integrative medical clinic in the country, uh, San Francisco Preventive Medical Group, and had a great group of other doctors there and just went into this really cool milieu and learned a ton back in the early days. And so had like a big run in the Bay Area (laughs) and then brought my practice into a new center about a year and a half ago that we had been working on called Jizen Labs. And we're actually, we dropped the labs, but it's 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 Jizen. Jizen. I like labs personally, but I'm not in the marketing department there. So well, I kind of lost out on that one. It was kind of outvoted because it does have the ethos of a laboratory here. So oh. we, brought, we brought my integrated medical practice and the practice of Dr. Brooke Bennis, who she's, I'm an internist by training, and I deal with complex multifactorial disease primarily, as well as I have a cadre of individuals that are just really interested in peak performance and longevity. So I do both really. And then we have the practice of Dr. Brooke Bennis and she's an osteopath and she does regenerative therapies for joint issues and structural problems. And then most recently, Dr. Eric Gordon and Dr. Nafisa Parpia, who also deal with chronic illness and kind of complex illness, decided to move their practice over under the Jizen umbrella as well. And we have a naturopath that might be joining us in January. So it's just kind of a growing team on the medical side. And the reason why I moved my practice over here is just to have 
more space to create like a bio-optimization center and really have more tools in the toolbox when working with patients. That's awesome. And we'll get into all of those tools and we'll get into this incredible marriage of integrative functional medicine with cutting-edge biohacking, which is awesome. So you were an OG then in integrative medicine, it sounds like. You just dove right into that before it was even really on the radar screen. And you've been working that that way your, your whole career then, correct? Day one. And I was actually in the very first class of what was called applying functional medicine in clinical practice. So the very first one that ever was done was in 19, I think it started in 1998, either that or 1999. Yeah. So it's the first crop of doctors that was trained in functional medicine and just been doing it the whole time. Couldn't imagine working differently, really. Well, I had a really profound experience with functional medicine when I first discovered it. And it was the first type of practitioner that was able to double click below the routine labs. I'm sure you've heard this a trillion times, (laughs) but they were able to double click below the routine labs that my GP was running, which turned up nothing, of course. And Once they double-clicked, they were able to find that I had some work to do on the microbiome. I had an infection, actually, in the microbiome, gram-negative bacteria microbiome. And then um, they were, like any astute doctor, they were looking for other signs of system imbalance. And most tests came up normal except for the adrenal cortisol uh, saliva curve, which was like upside down. Uh, And that was just basically representative of like, me burning both ends of the candle too long, living in San Francisco, working for a big high-tech company, and just like going out and having way too much fun on the weekends. And eventually that catches up with you. But it was those tests. It was a saliva test to look at the adrenal cortisol curve. That was the first time anything in my health history ever came back abnormal. Everything else always was like right in the normal ranges. So like the regular doctors, they really couldn't find anything. So It was saliva cortisol that first came back. And then it was, I think it was the organic acid test or one other test that showed I had some work to do on the microbiome. And then the integrative doctor helped me understand how that's actually the same feedback loop. You have this infection that's stressing the system and that's putting tax on, I think it's called the HPA access, which is like hypothalamus pituitary. So that, that whole regulatory system was out of whack. But that got me involved in integrative medicine, and then I was sold. And then it sounds like, you know, with a lot of integrative medicine practitioners like yourself, they are working on the hard cases. They're working on Lyme and mold and fibromyalgia and all of these ones that are just like super tough nuts to crack. So it sounds like that's a lot of the cases that land on your desk. Is that correct? I mean, right right in the early days, I got a kind of known as a medical detective. And I had some really lucky successes with some pretty complex cases in the beginning and then word just kind of spread from there. So yeah, I now I get really complex cases and also sad cases that are just kind of discarded by Western medicine, which is really a bummer. You know, I had Can this- you give us an example of of like what conditions and cases most commonly you're you're bumping up against where there's just not good answers in our traditional system. Yeah, exactly. Like just recently, there's a case coming to mind right now is that I saw about six months ago, 
a man who was in his later 60s and was uh, beginning to have cognitive decline and difficulty mm-hmm. with his motion. He was beginning to have hesitancy in his movement. And he went to his doctor and the doctor said, you've got early Parkinson's and Lewy body dementia, which there's not a great test to verify that is the case. But that's what they said. And then the wife, who had seen me for a very long time, it was in the appointment with him, very concerned about her husband. And she was just like, well, what do you do about that? And he's like, oh, there's nothing you can do. You know, just go like enrolled in an elder care facility and get your affairs in order. And so it out. that is the kind of the natural course of Lewy body dementia in a lot of people. It's a really sad thing to watch. But when he came to see me, I was like, well, what did you do for a living? And he was a pipe fitter and worked in the semiconductor industry and was exposed to a lot of chemicals and arsenic gas and things like that. And so we began running him through the ecosystem here, doing some testing for heavy metals and for some fat-soluble toxins that might be lodged in his neuron membranes. We began detoxing him with the Patricia Kane protocol, which is like intravenous phospholipids and glutathione, folinic acid, methylcobalamin, just to really flush and then mop up toxins that are getting swept out of the neuron membranes. And then we we did a 19-channel EEG brain map, which we have a full neuroscience wing here, and then neuromodulation, neural feedback. And in six months, this guy is not 100% yet, but he is radically transformed. Like he's probably upwards of 80% improved. Like he had gotten to where he couldn't manage projects around the house. They were doing remodel and his wife had to handle it 100%. He was he used to be a project manager in his career and he couldn't even do a house remodel. And, and he just was having a hard time remembering people's names, couldn't participate in conversations. Like he couldn't keep score in pickleball, couldn't really move well in pickleball. And now he's just kind of back to managing projects in the whole nine. So he's really doing well. So those kind of things where people are just like, mm, you know, getting discarded by Western medicine. Well, what comes up for me there, Dr. Beth, is some of the work that we're doing at Heads Up with the Bredesen Protocol for neurodegenerative conditions. And so they look at early onset dementia and Alzheimer's from a different lens. Instead of looking at it like, hey, we need to block this plaque production in the brain, they're looking at what was the original root cause of the condition in the first place. And they're looking for toxins, blood sugar, dysregulation, metabolic dysfunction, and then they're using these types of lifestyle reversal protocols. So sounds right. like a, a similar situation. couple questions on that. Which toxin tests do you like to run, Dr. Beth, just out of curiosity? Well, a few different kinds. I like to do a provoked urine excretion test for heavy I'm metals. Where, with that one. Okay. Yeah, give someone a dose of a chelator and then we yep. collect their urine for you know, a certain number of hours afterwards. And then I also really like this test that I sent blood to Germany called IGL. And they're looking for DNA adducts as well as toxins in the cell membranes. And of course, they're only testing peripheral cells. But, you know, and it's really interesting because a lot, you know, most toxins we're exposed to in our lifetime are fat soluble. And so they're going to lodge somewhere in the body and a large fat reservoir are collectively all of your cell membranes. And 
that is not as big of a deal in cells that are dying and turning over on a regular basis, like your intestinal cells. If you have that normal turnover process happening, that autophagy process even happening, that doesn't always happen for a lot of people. That's true, but it's a real problem in neurons because the neurons you're born with are the ones you die with and you don't turn them over over time. Interesting, yep. That tends to be where things really collect. And I think that's the root cause. In the brain. Yeah, a lot of neurodegenerative processes, yeah, and memory loss. And, you know, what Dale Bredesen and I have a ton in common, and we're both in the Bay Area here and used to have conversations in years ago. So we kind of have always been on a similar track. And I agree that infections are an underpinning for not just neurodegenerative disease processes, but even cancer. And so, you know, you've got to look for hidden or autoimmune. Yeah, definitely for autoimmune, for fatigue states, for fibromyalgia, so much because many chronic infections can suppress mitochondrial function. We know that the mitochondria, the little energy factories in the cells, that our mitochondrial dysfunction is really at the root of most types of illness. And so we want to figure out what is suppressing mitochondrial function, and it would be toxins or pathogens or excessive oxidation, or unfortunately, excessive introduction of seed oils into the diet, nutrient deficiencies, things like that. And then once we've kind of identified those things and kind of worked to treat those things, we want to try to engage in some of these mitochondrial supportive practices and even work with mitochondrial upregulating therapies. Okay, interesting. And so that's, I guess, the philosophy that you take with a lot of the complex conditions then is, is root cause based. It's, you have the internal infections that you need to look for, but you also have the environment that the individual is in. For instance, is there any mold in the home? That's yeah. one that's coming up a lot. EMF, you know, I bought one of those EMF meters and tested it in my bedroom. And it was like the highest rating they had a thing for, right? So like I made a few small changes. Remember I was telling you about like my HRV going down for several, I don't know if you remember when we did our consult a few months back, but all my labs were good. And I'm just like, yeah, HRV has been persistently low. And then I noticed that when I went on business travel, it would go up. Usually when I'm sleeping in a hotel room in some shitty ass hotel room where I can't get the climate the way I want, I don't sleep that great. My HRV gets lower, but I was getting better scores in hotel rooms than I was at home. So then I like, I'm like, okay, there's, I'll go on the record and say this. It was intended to be a biohack. Okay. So I got two Apple HomePods. This is a total digression from the conversation, but hopefully somebody learns from this. I love listening to binaural beats when I sleep. Okay. It just like totally knocks me out cold. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to have AirPods on or anything like that when I'm sleeping. So I bought those little home pods from Apple and I put one on each side of my bed and I paired them in stereo mode. And I would put the binaural beats on and sleep with the binaural beats, which was like, I find it just like very, very relaxing and soothing. It's also like white noise to drown out anything external. But those are Wi-Fi based speakers, which I did not realize. So I had basically created like these two Wi-Fi transmitters on either side of the bed. Took me a while to figure out what the heck's going on here in the bedroom. So the reason I'm mentioning this, Dr. Beth, is it goes back to a comment you made earlier, which is this is detective work. 
that needs to be done. So where do you think that detective mindset came from? Were you always like that when you're tinkering or just like, were you very analytical or scientific when you were going through academia or was it something you picked up from somewhere or someone? How did that skill set develop for you? Yeah, I, I mean, I was just kind of a belief that the body, it has what it needs to work so beautifully and has this internal homeostasis. And so when it's not working properly, we need to figure out why that is, like what's interfering. And so, yeah, I mean, I was always just probing as deeply as I could. And then with the feeling like, I know I'm not probing deeply enough. And that's Mm -hmm. what's motivated me my whole career to just like continue to learn and like delve deeper. Like I actually took a deep dive into physics in 10 years ago and biophysics and the biophysics of the body. And then that's what kind of caused me to become aware of like energetic technologies for that, for health, both therapeutic technologies and diagnostic technologies. And so that's kind of why I became an early adopter of some of like the red light and near infrared, like photobiomodulation type treatments and the infrared and ozone sadhanas and pulsed electromagnetic field devices and sound therapy and information delivery. Yeah, breathwork. I mean, so just kind of, I dove into all those therapies really early on. And so that's why I feel like we can guide people now. Like, you know, there's this term biohacking, which is a cool term. And I'm so happy that people are experimenting with their health and, you know, trying these things on for size and learning what they learn. But sometimes we can save people a lot of time by just saying like, hey, this is what we've learned. And then when I met you, it was like, I was so excited because it was like a dream come true. Because when we conceived about Jaisen Labs, we conceived it, it was like, okay, we want to collect all this data so that we can really refine our protocol recommendations for people really learn best practice and like what is working like should you put the red light before the cryo or the cryo before the red light you know do you do these things on the same day as brain training do you do them on different days do you do like we wanted to figure out how do we kind of sort all that out and so we had this dream of creating our own app and software platform and then also we met you and we're like oh my god this is trust me you don't want to build that you know, let us, it's horrible. Let us handle that part. You do what you do. We'll do yeah. the analytics. Totally. And then, and and I have learned that now. So <laughs> meeting you and just like understanding what you've gone through, it's just a marriage made in heaven. So anyway. Well, let's so- talk about that. So first of all, I think it is amazing to have someone with your functional expertise and your expertise in working with these chronic conditions. Also, you're having an appreciation for the energetic aspects of health. And that means there's different ways to define that. But then when you can take Dr. Best Big Brain and put it into this absolutely stunning state-of-the-art facility where you now have, like you said, you have the space. One of the hardest things is like, do we have the space for clinicians and phlebotomy and IV but also the space to introduce all of the best biohacking gear. So that is the promise of Jizen, which is you have access. There's a lot of places that have one or the other. Okay, Mm. this is a fantastic functional doctor and they treat online or they have a small office I can go into. 
and see them. Or you have these clinics that have, let's just use the term biohacks. You can go there and get your cryo and your PEMF and your sauna and your cold plunge. But I have not seen anybody put those two together as successfully as you guys have. So let's just introduce Jizen for the listeners here, because we at Heads Up, we see a lot of different businesses in, let's call it health optimization, longevity, integrative medicine. And yours is the gold standard that I've seen out there in the market, hands down, bar none. So maybe you could just tell us about the facility, first of all, and then I can start peppering you with some questions. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. That's a great compliment. But yes, it is a really spectacular center. And it's based on how I watch people age over now 25 years. Like I watched that people would often either develop like a, a health condition or they would develop some sort of cognitive decline or neurodegenerative process, or they would develop a structural issue. You know, they might be super healthy, but they've been super athletic and now they have like a knee replacement and now they need another one and a hip and now they have spinal stenosis and they can't exercise and they're limited in their life because of that. So we really wanted to create a center that's like a, kind of working on all of those to prevent or ameliorate issues on all of those vectors. So we have, Jizen is integrative medicine. Then we have, as you were saying, like phlebotomy, a huge IV department, this beautiful IV department overlooking the bay. It's right on the water. It's I've gorgeous. had an IV there. It's very zen. <laughs> the best IV department I've ever seen. And then we have a neuroscience wing and we have this incredible neuroscientist, Cindy Reynolds, who is, she does 19 channel EEG brain maps and then oh, applies a whole variety of different technology for neuromodulation and neural feedback to heal brain injury, even to help balance the autonomic nervous system, kind of like quiet down an overfiring limbic system, you name it. And so the working together with her is just extraordinary because you know, almost everyone that has a health problem has like some degree of autonomic nerve imbalance. And almost every one of us has had some degree of head trauma in our life, falling off a swing set as a kid, or even just at birth, you know, let alone car accidents. So then we have a full array of bio-optimization technologies for variety of purposes. So we have Three Novathor beds, the red light near infrared light beds, which is my favorite on the market. We have two walk-in cryotherapy units. We have an infrared ozone sauna called a Hocket that also has pulsed electromagnetic field therapy and it can deliver frequency to support various goals, like you know, even just detoxification or treating viruses or what have you. We have Technologies for performance enhancements. We have Vasper system here, which is one of, well, the son of the originator of Vasper is one of the co-founders of Jizen. Sebastian, shout out to Sebastian. (laughs) And so we have six Vaspers and we do Vasper sometimes with LIVO2, which is where we're, it's like altitude training. And then we have the largest installation of intermittent hypoxic training in the United States, which the data on intermittent hypoxic training is incredible and actually mind-blowing, like surprising, surprising. And, you know, three scientists won the Nobel Prize for discovering a compound called HIF-1-alpha, 
which is a master gene regulator that's produced in you know a series of intermittent hypoxic training sessions. We've got a full integrative bodywork department with a, an all-star team. We have a performance physiotherapist. We have deep tissue therapists. We have very precise onset trained chiropractors. And so we can approach structural issues very holistically. We actually gotcha. have three-dimensional imaging software to look at how people go through functional movements to see if they have any body asymmetry. We can actually analyze their gait to see if they're moving in a symmetrical way or loading certain joints more than they should that would maybe set them up for injury later. We have a huge biometric testing department. So we can do uh, VO2 max testing, for example, which is like a good window into your mitochondrial function and how much energy your cells can produce. We have good body composition analysis, autonomic nervous system testing. And then we are on top of probably one of the best gyms and social clubs in the world. Like it is, you know, it's just an absolute. That was the cherry on the cake. It's like, hey, they're just, just by chance on the main floor is this, if you like to lift or train, it's like, the most awesome gym in the world. So you just go downstairs and do your strength training or your cardiovascular training. So that's just like an added bonus on top of it all. Well, that's actually why we ended up here because I they were doing their build out and then we went upstairs in this huge wide open space. I was like, well, this has to be a biohacking lab. I mean, there's just yeah. no brainer. Yeah, so we attract professional athletes, people that are just interested in longevity and peak performance. We have huge athletes in the Bay Area, like triathletes and cyclists and all of that. And then we also have this, because of this like medical detective integrative medicine component, we attract people with illness as well. And, you know, we're going to really get in there and tease out like, what are these underlying factors? And we have the ability to treat all of them. Uh, we do a lot of oxidative treatments in our IV department. And one of my favorite tools lately is we do EBO2. Are you familiar with that, Dave? I heard about it from, uh, I think Dr. Molly Maloof mentioned it to me, but I forget what it is. Can you remind me? Yeah. So it is where we put a IV catheter in both arms and then we run people's blood through filtration. That's right. It's like a dialysis for healthy people. Dialysis filter. And then we're yeah. opening it and exposing it to light wavelengths and then it goes back in the other arm. And this has been incredibly nice. for chronic multi-infectious disease. It's been very helpful for long COVID, for vaccine injury, people that have like infections and inflammatory inducers that's created a lot of fibrin production in the body. That's like starting to clog all the microvasculature. We can kind of start to clean all of that out as well as kill pathogens at the same time. It's really incredible. And there's also some modalities that work more at a frequency or, or energetic level. Can you share a little bit about those? So every single thing, whether it's a L-tryptophan or whether it's a mercury or even a bacteria or a virus has its own information signature that's unique to it. It is actually what makes the thing the thing, you know, because it's like we're living in this field of energy and information and what allows us to kind of emerge as a unique 
manifestation of this field is a data set, really. It's like kind of like an information set that is kind of frequency and geometry combined, let's just say. And that sounds very esoteric, but it is the way that that matter originates from the field. And so what we have technology to read the kind of signatures in a person of infections or toxins or disease cells or dysfunctional organs and things like that. And then we have the ability to send back corrective signatures. So, yeah, so it's almost like a biofeedback process. And so we can send back the corrective energetic signatures through a variety of means. And we do a variety of means here but you can send back the signatures through scalar. And that is, uh, we have a proprietary scalar technology here. It's, it's extraordinary. And you can also send through plasma. So not blood plasma, but plasma, the fourth state of matter, uh, which is like a gas of, with a noble, a noble gas in a glass tube. You can send back through electrons or you can send back the information signatures through ultrasound probes. You can send through sound. Yeah, so there's a variety of ways and we do them all. But in the case of our kind of resonance biofeedback therapy, we're mostly using plasma and uh, scalar. Are you using that a lot with the um, difficult chronic conditions? Yes, like especially, you know, let's say someone comes in with cancer or they had cancer, and they had it treated, let's say Western medicine treated it. Have you really gotten to the root of why they got it in the first place and eliminated those underlying issues that led? No, definitely not. Probably not. So it's really important. And like, we can only test for things we know that we can test for. Like we're still limited in our ability with commercial testing and all of that to kind of discover every infection and every toxin that's in the system. And so what I love about this is this database of information signatures has actually been growing and contributed to by scientists since the age of uh, Raymond Royal Rife. I was going to ask you about the Rife machine, because when you were talking about the frequency signatures, I know that that's been used commonly in cancers, but you actually kind of, this is going to be my layman's understanding of it. But it's almost like you have to program the Rife machine once you know what kind of cancer you have. And it's working to to target specific, there's different cancer signatures, I presume, based on. And so it's almost targeted towards the specific frequency of what you're trying to kill. Am I understanding that right? Yeah, you are. But the, what's different with what we're doing, it's more of a biofeedback type process, mm-hmm. uh, which I like. So it's almost like you're hooked up. And then the machine is kind of pinging through the entire database, which is just so it's scanning, scanning to see like thing here. Is there like, is there a wow. talk? And then it's just sending back corrective frequencies and then measuring again. And, and so it's this biofeedback process. You can do it the other way where you're like, okay, this person has Epstein-Barr and it keeps coming back. So we're going to run Epstein-Barr for ameliorating frequencies on this person. And we're going to like every week for the next month or something like that. You can do that. But what I prefer is to just kind of take a broad brush stroke so that you're dealing, like, for example, I had a patient who was a firefighter and firefighters, you imagine you go into a burning building and you've got like 
plastics and all this stuff burning. Like imagine how chemicals they're exposed. And then cancer is super common in firefighters because of that, as well as other disease processes, but especially cancer. So you, you know, when you do the detox that you can do, but then there's still the information signatures left imprinted in the water compartment of the body. And so really helpful to deal with it on all levels, physical and energetic. And it's like, to me, it's all on a continuum and it's, it all needs to be dealt with. You said something really interesting there, Dr. Beth, and you said the imprints are still stored in the water signatures. Is that where you see this information being stored? That's very fascinating to me because we know that that even the molecular structure of water is ability, you can influence it, for example. So when you're talking about the rem, let's just call it the remnants of whatever these carcinogens are, you can eliminate them, right? You can detox them or chelate them, but you're saying there's still signatures, if you will, left behind in the body. And are those, are you saying that those are stored in the water of the body? That's a really fascinating concept. Absolutely. I believe that is where they're stored. And awesome. you know, you know the, the, like how someone goes about making a homeopathic remedy, for example, like say you have a beaker of water and let's say it's like 10 cc's and then you put some magnesium in there then you shake it up and then you put one cc in another beaker of water and you dilute that and then you shake that up and then you dilute it down 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 until there's no more physical magnesium in the compound of the diluted water so you do it all the way down avocado until it's just got the vibration of what was there in the first place. Like that is a homeopathic. And of course there's different strengths of homeopathics, but we know there's so much convincing data that the water retains the signature. In fact, Luc Montagnier, I think had the most landmark study that he did before he died that kind of took the scientific community by storm and created a lot of controversy. But to me, it was like, indisputable evidence that water holds memory. It was just unbelievable. Do you remember his work? I remember reading studies, Dr. Beth, where they would put a vial, let's say you had a a beaker of water and you had another glass vial with Mm -hmm. a contaminant in it. And Mm -hmm. you put that vial inside the beaker of water. So the contaminant was not mixing with the water. It was separated by glass, but you were still able to pick up the signature of the contaminant in the water. Yep. I've seen these types of studies and research. I'm not going to like prevent the transfer of information there on a biophysical level. But like when you, but Luke, he was a Nobel Prize winning you know, virologist. And so he was an HIV researcher and he got really interested in water later in his career. And so he did an experiment where he took DNA that was isolated from one of his HIV patients. And he did exactly what I just described with the magnesium. He put it in water and some of that shook it up, took some of that water, put it in another vial, like and diluted it down, 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 down until there was no more DNA in the water. Then he discovered that he had a technology that could read the vibration of the water. So he was able to measure the vibratory signature of the water. And then he transferred electronically 
through the internet, that vibratory signature to a lab in Italy. So he did his original research in France, transferred the signature virtually to a lab in Italy. The lab in Italy played that signature to vials of water and then to then didn't play it to other vials of water. Then they added nucleotides into the vials of water and enzymes needed to construct DNA out of bare nucleotides. Those vials of water that had listened to the signature of the DNA were able to fully reconstruct the DNA. And the water that hadn't listened to it was not able to. Then they sent that DNA for PCR analysis, and it was like 98 or 99% similar to the original DNA in France. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And I've seen this in other examples besides just what you articulated with DNA. You know, you're starting to get into quantum entanglement and -hmm. stuff like that. But there's been similar experiments on, for example, on plants, Mm -hmm. where you have a plant that is in a room on camera. And you have a group of people on the other side of the world, and they are instructed to send negative thoughts to one plant and to send positive thoughts to another plant. I know for people listening, they're like, this is getting way too out there, but we can totally, can, we will definitely put all this in the show notes. But like you can physically affect the health visibly of a plant through collective thought yeah. done remotely. Absolutely. So, there's this awesome book I read called The Secret Life of Plants. Have you read it? Yeah. Love. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who are listening, it was cool because this guy, his name will come to me in a second here. He worked for the police department. Maybe you know his name. He was a lie detector test administrator. Clive Baxter. Yes. Dr. Baxter. So he did lie detector tests on people. The polysomnograph, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then he's like, hey, I'm going to put the electrode on my house plant yep. and see what happens when I rip the plant out of the soil. Yep. And what he noticed was the polysomnograph would start going off before he even put his hand on the plant, yep. which was a total trip. And so I won't get too much into the details, but it's like it, the plant could sense a near-death experience <laughs> before it happened. <laughs> it's crazy. One more example, remember they had the like a group of scientists like kind of wearing all white lab coats, like kind of parade through. And then one of them chopped up a, a plant very aggressively and violently with a knife. And then there was the same kind of plant that was hooked up to a polygraph. And then later they had the like, I think even the following day, they had the same group of scientists kind of parade through. And when the one that chopped the plant up walked through, the somnograph just went crazy. They, they Oh my God. That stuff is so fascinating. I know, but suffice it to say, yes, plants are incredibly sentient, but back to imprinting into water, our bodies are 99% water by number of molecules. It's insane because- We're a bag of water tiny but yeah and then it's not water like you think like a water balloon you poke the hole and it all falls out it's like in a separate it's in a different form you know it's water that's in a gel-like state which 
Dr. Gerald Pollack calls easy water, um, which it stands for exclusion zone. So when water like is found in the body, it will naturally assemble along interfaces like the inside of your cell membrane, the outside of your cell membrane, the, the outside of intracellular organelles, kind of I got the, you. all of that. And it will assemble in this like sheets of honeycomb shape water molecules. And then there's like sheets on top of sheets on top of one another. And actually it no longer is H2O in that state. It becomes H3O2, which is just a slight, that's like sharing hydrogens. And so it pumps like an extra proton outside of the exclusion zone. And so you've got this negatively charged zone that's organized and then a positively charged zone of protons like on the outside and that charge separation sets up a battery. And that battery is what is fueling a lot of the chemical reactions happening in the body. It's fueling a lot of gene expression. So for example, the water can also organize around like the helical structure of our DNA and kind of wrap around in like helical honeycomb sheets. And then around our proteins, like a lot of times proteins won't do very much if it's all kind of like furled up, but then it has to unfurl in order to do something. And so the proteins are encased in these sheaths of structured water. And it looks like the energy needed to change configuration so the protein can become active is actually provided by this charge separation of the structured zone of water around it. So not only are we like 99% water, but the water is really doing things. It's holding information and it's providing energy for activities to occur in the body. So it's an incredible, incredible interface as well between our physiology and the energy of the field that we live within, which is infinitely dense with energy. Well, what comes up for me, Dr. Beth, then is, okay, so now that we know that, how do we affect change in a positive way on said structures and membranes? And that, to me, gets into everything, every choice we make in our day-to-day life. It has to do with the type of food we put in the body, the prana of the food that we put into the body. It has to do with our thoughts. And it has to do with our words, even our words that we choose. When you study Buddhist philosophy, there's this principle of right speech. What does that even mean? It even means that the words you use to talk about yourself and to talk about other people and the vibration of those words, that just means positive or negative. So Mm -hmm. how do we choose our words in the world? And how do we regulate our breath? And how do we make the right choices Those are the external factors, in my opinion, that can alter the signatures of these types of structures internally. And then all of the things you're doing at Jizen, red light therapy, making sure that we have the right nutrients coming into the body, using molecules strategically to impact change. And this is where I think we start to move towards some of the most exciting ways that we can advanced healthcare. Your example of the scanning technology, what was the name of it again? We call it resonance biofeedback therapy. Yeah. How can you use that preventatively? Okay, great. I have cancer. I need it. But like, can you scan someone on an annual basis? 
before <laughs> the effects of Epstein-Barr have started to come in? How can people discover they even have these infections <laughs> years or decades before there's any symptoms? Now, this is like what Peter Artia talks about in, in his book, Medicine 3.0, which is like, we can find this stuff 20 years before it's a problem now but it's not accepted yet by insurance, you know, these early detection types of therapies and these advanced modalities. So we get them through Jizen and through other places like yourself. That's why I want you to come on here and, and share all of the awesome work you guys are doing. It's exciting and sophisticated and I think offers a lot of hope, A, for people who have not found answers through the conventional channels, or maybe they have but are still struggling we just don't have good answers for a lot of really, really hard things like you described some of these hard conditions. And then there's the people who just want to show up as the best version of themselves every single day. You as an entrepreneur, me as an entrepreneur, we wake up every day, we have to put it on our shoulders and go out there. So how do we keep ourselves at the absolute highest end of our own human performance so we can show up as the best version of ourselves? And that doesn't even have to be a business person. It could be a soccer mom. It could be a son, a mother, whatever. How do you show up as the best version of yourself, which is, I think, the promise of all of the health optimization technology that we're working on. So in closing, Dr. Beth, we at Heads Up are just thrilled to be working with you at Jizen and your team. It's been a wonderful journey because the other thing that's not happening is we're not collecting the outcomes data on all of this stuff. So what Heads Up and Jizen collectively are working on is not just getting on here and talking about all of this stuff. We're actually collecting the hard data on mm. everything. We're collecting the data on hyperbaric and cryo and Hocket and Vasper and IV and overlaying that with all of the other lab diagnostics and uh, sensor data from CGMs and rings. And yes. we're starting to figure this shit out and Love we're building the data set. So that's kind of the last piece is how do we validate outcomes? How do we test the protocols? Like you said, what to do in what order for what effect? And even that probably varies from person to person. So like we have to figure all that stuff out. So I know that we're in like the early innings of the journey together, but we're super excited for what we can build together. It's been fun so far and it's going to get even better. You guys are of all the bio-optimization facilities that we work with, you guys are the furthest ahead in actually collecting the hard data. Oh, Be because a lot of them, they have all of these machines and it's like, yeah, do a little of this and a little of that and off you go. And yeah. that's great. Like I do that. There's a place by my house and I go in and I do the things that make me feel good and I leave mm -hmm. and it's awesome and I love it. But like the next step to that is how do we measure? You did this and this on this day. Yes. And your heart rate variability that night was this. Mm -hmm. And then the next day you did the same things in a different order and you had a slightly different effect. So now we're starting to dial it in. And that's the part where it gets really, really exciting, especially for us detectives and data nerds. I am so excited about it. It is so awesome to work with you. I mean, and even just what you were saying before, how every choice we make really influences who we are, you know, and our yeah. our the data within our body, like we're filling our body with data all the time from without and with what we do. And I just, I love how well you get that. But I think, I think for the average person to be able to kind of see the data in front of them, as well as pair that with how they feel, is really going to be a powerful. 
and have the practitioners that can help with the interpretation to, to help people connect the dots because most people they're going to look at the data and and then you can say this is why we're doing it when we do x we can show you what happens with y so that's the combination of heads up jizen and very powerful integrative medicine together so Dr. Beth, tell us about Jizen and, and where people can find it. If you're listening to this and you're anywhere near the Bay Area, mm-hmm. I implore you to go and check out the incredible facility that's been created. So tell us a bit about how we find it and anything else you want to leave the audience with here in closing. Yeah. So Jizen.com, J-Y-Z-E-N.com is our website and has all of our contact information and a bit about what we're doing here. And you can kind of learn more information on following us on social media, as well as following me, Beth McDougall, MD on Instagram, Facebook. I'm always talking about what we're doing here. And then also a lot of what we talked about today is in my book, Dave. And I think that maybe people would be interested in learning more. So my book is called Your Pristine Blueprint. I outline a lot of these energetic technologies, how they work, what the physics behind them, what are the benefits and just kind of talk about the biophysics of the body. Well, we can link to all of that stuff, Dr. Beth. So thank you on behalf of Heads Up and all our listeners. This has been incredible, and we're absolute huge supporters of everything you guys are doing over there. So um, keep up the great work. And by the way, what I also love, just in closing, is there's a little co-working space down in the basement. So when you make that trip across the bridge, you know, you can make a day out of it. And I do my conference calls downstairs. I have a few Zoom calls to do. I know I'm going to be there for the day or for half a day and get all my stuff done. So it's also accessible if you need to still deal with life (laughs) and and, and come in there and get all your restorative therapies and your appointments with you. So you guys have really thought of everything and wishing you guys the absolute best of success. Thank you so much, dude. When are you coming back? Like, when are we going to see you again? Uh, I was out there last week, but it was just a super short visit. I was trying to connect with Christina to see if I could come up because I haven't done all the therapies there. So I have my Jizen dashboard and I'm going through all the therapies. I haven't done the Libo 2. I haven't done the Hocket. You gave me a whole bunch more things. I haven't done the hypoxic training. I haven't done the EBO 2. I definitely need some body movement help because I know I got like a little gait thing going on. So I wrote down like five things for my next Jizen visit. All right. (laughs) Are you going to A4M? I am. Are you? Okay. Well, we'll see you there. Right. You dipped on us last time. You had to run back for a patient emergency last year. It was just Sebastian there. So this year, we're going to make sure that we um, we get a chance to hang out. Yes, let's do it. Okay. Well, we'll see you in two weeks then. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Dr. Beth. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Data Driven Health Radio. 